Well, so Joe, we made it. We're we here. It. We uh, outran the the Central Park Rangers. <laughs> um, in Lansing, the streets are the streets are cleared. Temperatures are cold. People aren't allowed to drive, but I had to get out of the house, and so I appreciate you coming in. I had to pick you up, but we're here. Yep, I am the only one. Uh, just just me and Matt, uh, skeleton podcast crew today. But the news has to go on, right? <laughs> we, yeah, we, I mean, we have the, a podca- schedule to the keep. podcast has to go out tomorrow. We haven't done this yet. People so. know. People know every other yeah. Thursday this comes out, so we got to get. We had to come in. No, so I, I'm I'm here. Frostbite, be damned. Lost a finger too, but we're here. Um, and uh, she's not here with us, but it's a good episode because we talked with Kelsey Snyder, uh, the youngest daughter of Governor Rick Snyder. She's our guest on this episode, and a special feature. In a conversation with, well, I, I won't ruin the surprise. You'll just have to wait. You're listening to the very, very, very cold oatmeal podcast. Are we recording a new intro this season? Why? I'm just wondering. Are you saying that you've had enough of Sarah Humphrey? No, 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 no. I, mean, I, I love Sarah. I would Sarah. like to be a part of the intro. I think that right. would be nice. Well, why don't we work that little line in? That was good. Yeah. I'll, I'll find a spot for it. Welcome to Cold Oatmeal, a podcast by the Rush Strategies team about PR and public affairs. Really. I was distracted staring at Joe's cold oatmeal. Yeah, well, it's here. He's got it on his It's, on it's his always desk. here. It's always here. And by the way, the, the, the ratio of like, fruit to disgusting, like 1 to 10, it's got some disgusting stuff in some fruit. Yet. There's nothing disgusting. One part fruit. What's, what, what in there is disgusting? I don't even know what's in it, but it, it looks like cucumber mash. Maybe a couple of chopped apples. Did you have Burger King for breakfast? What was your? <laughs> okay, this is the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Uh, my name is Matt Resch. I'm the owner of Resch Strategies. Uh, we bring you this this podcast every other Thursday, and uh, we are back at it again. Uh, Resch Strategies is a public affairs and a public relations firm located in Lansing. Uh, you can find us at reststrategies.com. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Facebook, Instagram, at reststrategies. All of our podcasts are there on the website. They're also on iTunes. And I should have mentioned this before. I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. We, we are on Twitter. The podcast is on Twitter. Yeah, you oh, have never mentioned we're, that. We're talking I, about it now? I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I, did we decide not to talk about it? Kind of. And I forgot about Kinda. it? Kind of. Okay, well, I guess we're talking about <laughs> it. <now>. Why, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to talk about it? Because it's just, I don't know, it's for us. I don't know who runs it. I don't know who posts <laughs> I to don't, it. It's I don't a mystery no to me where the content comes from. What? Nothing. <laughs> but it's um, <laughs> it's at well, let's see, it's at Cold Oatmeal Pod. They're doing a good job. They are. Whoever's doing it is, is ripping it up. I, I I bring this up because, um, and we'll talk about this a little bit in a second. But um, the videos that were we talked about on the last podcast, your your wonderfully generous thoughtful christmas gift to me our celebrity endorsements celebrity mm-hmm. endorsements are are now on the twitter feed i saw that so if you'd like to if you'd like to see the video to match the audio from last mm-hmm. episode uh, you can do that so yeah at cold oatmeal pod um follow us we've our following has as kind of has slowed to a trickle since the thanksgiving episode when we were when we were kind of looking for votes for the cold turkeys what are we at what are we at 92 we added like 50 over the Thanksgiving weekend. You know what we need to do? We need to have the whale on. No. 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 
No, you know what? We we could. Um, I think that would definitely get us over a hundred. I don't care. How many personas on Twitter do you think he has? <laughs> <laughs> we could ask some really probing questions and then have people respond to them on Twitter. Well, that really was what giving people the chance to vote on the cold turkeys was what really yeah. gave it life. So I, before going for it, I need to let everyone introduce themselves. I'll look over here. You can start over there. Okay, Stephanie Vancouvering, Laura Beal, Nikki O'Mara. Right, Nick Deleuze here. <laughs> Joe Beshi. I thought you were going to Joe first. <laughs> and joining us in the room as well, very special guest, um, Kelsey Snyder. She is uh, former Governor Rick Snyder's youngest daughter, recent graduate from University of Michigan, and one of the first contributions to rest strategies that Laura Beal brought to the <laughs> team was the suggestion that we should have Kelsey on. She's really cool. So welcome. Thanks yeah, for being thank here. Thank you. I'm excited. Cool. So we're going to talk about a few things. I want to we'll obviously get you some questions because I'm interested to, to learn a little bit about what the life of a... You basically spent most of your middle school and high school years in college mm -hmm. as, as in the, with your dad in the governor's office. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But first thing I did, is, again, I wanted to reiterate that the Tom Arnold video has gotten... It took three postings of that cameo to get it onto Twitter. Why? Because well, it's so long? It's so long. Yeah. It's so long. So, yeah. It's he had a lot to say. He's enthusiastic. <laughs> he did. <clears throat> it's Tom Arnold in three parts. So, um, But I did want to clear one thing up. We've had a couple of our team members be in the paper. We we've talked today about Laura made the paper this morning. Um, but, Nikki, you were, you oh were, gosh, you were in the paper. <laughs> and uh, what's the deal? What's the, what's the story behind the story between... <laughs> You and <laughs> it was such a red carpet moment. It was. It looked. It looked like you were. It looked like Robert looked very was like whisk, whisking her <laughs> through some. He kind of was. Well, it wasn't dangerous, but we went to Auto Prom, so the charity preview um, for the Detroit Auto Show. And as we were walking in, we were, ended up walking through uh, GM protesters. And apparently, somebody what were they wearing? Not fancy <laughs> clothing. <laughs> they were more appropriately dressed for the weather. Um, and somebody grabbed our photo as we were walking in. It was on Emily, surrounded right? Surrounded by protesters. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Does that make you? I, I'm I'm unclear. I'm not a union guy. Does that make you a scab? I don't know. No, she's not a scab. Because she didn't take a job. She, no. She just walked through the union program. And she didn't <laughs> I cross hope the picket line either. She didn't. Yeah, That's I mean, no it. one's on strike right now or anything. So No. No, they just don't have jobs at all. Yeah. Did yeah. they yell at you? No. But we were getting separated, so that's why Robert was kind of shuffling me <laughs> <laughs> in very quickly. So. If you didn't, I thought, of, I thought about emailing and letting them know your name so they could update it. Oh. I, I thought you might get mad. <laughs> Thanks for not doing that. <laughs> if you just glance at the photo and you don't realize that all of the people have very angry faces, it looks glamorous. It looks like a red carpet picture, like you guys are going into the premiere of some fancy show. Well, it did look glamorous. I thought so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Such Should nice make it your profile pic. I'm probably not going to do that, but thanks. We, we may buy a print for the office. <laughs> oh, that would be so fun. Yeah. We should totally do that. You guys spend your money however you want to. <laughs> <laughs> we already have we have already <laughs> determined that your judgment in spending your money is not always sound. <laughs> based on Tom it's Arnold's just your video. Money. <laughs> that was I free wasn't to even going to go to that. I know. I was Sorry, that was where you're going. Must have that lingering. So I did want to. Ask, so Kelsey, you're here. We talked about the auto prom. <laughs> we talked about the auto prom. Was there an event that you always got to go to or that you really enjoyed? We did the auto prom a couple times, which yeah. was fun. Just an excuse to everybody dress up. 
Mm-hmm. Um, second inauguration, we got to dress up as well, which was always nice. Mom loves having the everyone looks good in the picture yeah. situation mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas and whatnot. Um, I'm trying to think. So do you use those occasions when you're all, all the whole family's dolled up to take a picture? Yeah, and then, well, yeah, actually for our Christmas cards, we kind of had fun with it, a couple of them. I don't know if anybody saw them here, but we we dressed up in some chef outfits a couple of years and different things like that. And we did a pure Michigan one where everyone, I was a skier, my brother was a fisher, just like a bunch of different things. So we usually have fun with all the family pictures. I was a little surprised your first answer. He asked, you know, where did you enjoy going? wasn't China. You went to China. Yeah, I did. I did. My family generously paid for me to go with my dad on his state of Michigan trips uh, three times to China and once to Israel. Um, Do you speak the language now? I do. I speak Mandarin Chinese. So I uh, I took six years of that. How do you say cold oatmeal in Mandarin Chinese? That's a great question. (laughs) I'm not sure how to say oatmeal. (laughs) Um, But yeah, you'd be surprised. I still don't know as much as I could with six years. But yeah, China was amazing. I met a lot of very cool people. Um, The food is not ideal uh, for some situations. Just formal dining is very fishy, which I'm not a huge fan of. But the people were great. And we got to go to the Great Wall and everything, which was really fun. Didn't you introduce your dad at an event in China? No, it was here. It oh, was the, here it was in, in Detroit. They had like the Detroit uh, China relationship going on. It was the big dinner where everyone flew in from China, and I did introduction in Chinese and in English. That's so, so impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna flip it around because this is how where I would go with it. But is there anything you had to do or places you had to go that you hated doing or going? Like, All of the other yeah. ones. No. <laughs> was, there, was there like a duty that you sort of felt you had that you're like I don't want to do this, Dad? There was a couple times when I got offers to do things in Chinese and speaking in a different language in front of like 500 people is pretty okay. scary. <laughs> so I turned a few of those down. Um, but no, I mean, most of it was my choice if I wanted to go and I got bit by the political bug for some of it. So well, I enjoyed handy. it. Yeah. That's handy. So you mentioned food and I mentioned cold oatmeal, but I did want to say that you know, going back to our, our New Year's episode with Chris Johnson, I think that we have evidence now that the, that 50 minutes of time, that conversation is changing lives. Yeah, we are changing it's lives. It's changing lives. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we, Laura is eating cold oatmeal now. I never try things. She puts chicken in it, though. <laughs> what? It's not chicken, it's apples. It looks like chicken. Oh, oh. that's why I didn't show it to me. Apples is normal. <laughs> <laughs> I like apples. apples. No, like it's chicken. apples on top. It, apples it make does, sense. It does look like chicken. Yeah. It does. She looked like she took, she took the lid off the Tupperware the other day. And she says, I want to eat this before Joe gets here. So if I don't like it, he doesn't. he's not going to be here to make fun of me. And I go, well, you put chicken in it. How good is it going to be? Because the apples look like I mean, it's true. I really don't try, try new foods pretty much ever. So the fact that I didn't eat that at home before I came here was, was, a, was mostly because I didn't have any time. But. but I think the true evidence of this is, Joe, do you want to read the tweet or the, the text you got from one of our faithful listeners? Yeah, let me find that. So Adam Bitely, uh, who is part of Joe's nine, like a really loyal consumer of everything we do. Uh, I was texting with him earlier and he... And we should, well, we should back this up. Adam's entire diet consists of McDonald's, Miller Lite, and pizza from Harry's Place. <laughs> that's bad. probably it. I that's mean, it. That's, I've, yeah, that's yeah. all he eats. <laughs> like a lot. It's bad. <laughs> um, just said, as a quick aside, the episode featuring your cold oatmeal guru inspired me to try it. <laughs> I was very surprised. <laughs> And uh, apparently he liked it, so he's... He didn't have an immediate reaction, allergic no. reaction to the, the nutrition? No, he's on board. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He didn't, he didn't replace the pizza with the cold oatmeal. He's just added that as a... 
I don't know. I don't know the full story. I just know he tried it, which for Adam well, Bailey is... Well, you know what they say, Nick? You're not supposed to give up the things that you love. You're just supposed to add healthier things, okay. too. So, so you didn't swap out the Michelob for almond milk or something yeah. like that? Yeah. <laughs> what would have been fun is to have him here and have him try it for the first time on the podcast. That would have been fun. To see how that We could do a regular podcast feature. Where we force feed someone <laughs> some <kind of> milk <laughs> and see how that turns it's out. Not, idea. It's not a terrible idea. Change it. Kelsey, not, guess not what? Not it. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> right. Someone go get the ball. Kelsey, you're going first. Aren't you eating it too, Matt? I am. Yeah, I started right. I started over Christmas break, and I, th- I did every day over the two-week Christmas break, and now it's pr- pretty much an everyday thing. Is there a reason it has to be cold? Great question. Is there a Joe? Is there no, there's no not. It's just, it's just, it's easy. It's easier than making like oatmeal takes. I don't know how long it takes to make oatmeal. Like twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Yeah, it's do it the right does way. Does overnight oats count? It's the same. Thing. It's not That's the same thing. No, not instant. Oh, okay. I'm not doing instant oatmeal. That's not. It tastes exactly <laughs> the same. It's not. It's not as good for you. What? <laughs> there's a whole little chart. It's too processed. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's oatmeal. <laughs> it's not. Instant oats it's are like bleached and yeah, it's yeah. Hmm. They intentionally hmm. strip out all the nutrients. Everybody just missed my gigantic eye roll. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, it takes. It's cold because it takes ninety seconds. Okay. It's and it's. I like it better. All but right. I mean, you can do it in under two minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You probably could warm it up, but yeah. I actually was, thought I was going to be annoyed that it was cold and was going to want to throw it's it in the microwave. It's like cereal. But, I mean, it, but like, it was yeah. really good, just like that. So, Kelsey, you were 13 when your dad ran yep. originally? Yep. So, so I imagine you're going to say that you and the whole family was super supportive. Like, yeah, go, Dad. This is going to be awesome. Did you mean that? Did you say that, first of all? <laughs> and did you did you really mean it? Or And I guess were you excited, nervous, or like a – an excited supportive or like a nervous supportive about what this was going to be? You know, I think at 38th grade, I took civics. So I think right when he started running, I probably just figured out what he actually was talking about. So I probably (laughs) didn't know the extent of what it was all going to end up being, but I was excited. I don't know. I, I was excited a, to have my dad around more, which didn't end up really happening. I figured because he'd be (laughs) in Michigan, you know, um, because when he worked for gateway, he traveled a lot before that. But, um, yeah, I, I was excited. My mom was very supportive, but very nervous. Um, I think she was a little more nervous, not on my dad's abilities, but her part in all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it took her a little while to get into it. So my other siblings were very hands-off really? with all of it. Yeah, they kind of, well, my brother at the time was going back to school for social work to get at his master's, and then my sister was still in school. So I think they kind of had their own lives during all that process. How much older are they than, than you? My sister is five years and my brother's eight years okay. older. Okay. So. so what was it like high school with dad in the governor's office? Uh, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, p- kids are already a little mean in high school and then they get a little meaner <laughs> when they hear <laughs> things and read things. Um, but I had a really great group of friends and it helped a lot that I went to the same school for middle and high school. So everyone already knew me from middle school and knew who I was in my family rather than my dad was the governor, mm-hmm. uh, so that helped a lot. Uh, college transition was a little harder, <laughs> especially being at U of M, which is more of a liberal school, um, and being in the poli sci department. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, but I, I, uh, it was nice to have the family around in Ann Arbor. That helped a lot, keep me grounded and not blow my top a few times <laughs> when people would argue with me over things. But did it happen? Because you know your dad was very new. He wasn't a politician. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd be the first one to say that, but. 
when he announced he was running, I think a lot of people were like, who? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Like, were your friends are like, what's your dad doing? Like, what did... did was there, was there surprise and, and shock amongst the people you hung out with? Like, wait a minute. Yeah, because everyone knew him as the tech person. Yeah. yeah, so they knew him as the techie guy. He would always help my friends with computers and things like that. Um, so there was a lot of, what does he know about government? <laughs> and things like that. <laughs> He's a very fast learner, so they caught on that he uh, he would do fine. But, yeah, I, don't, I mean, most of my friends really just kept thinking of him as my dad. It wasn't ever really a question of what he was doing and things like that, So, which Kinda. was nice kind of a follow-up to that did you actually think when he told you guys hey, i'm gonna run for governor did you even think he'd have any chance of winning were you like okay no. Dad, like what are you doing <laughs> no <laughs> see you at your old job yeah. in, like, <laughs> in a couple of months yeah no it was definitely a whirlwind of just how fast everything went by and then um going into the primary election was the craziest night i think ever all of us were running around trying to see people because all the family came to the party and everything trying to see people and all of a sudden, when the campaign manager and some other people were like, come upstairs. And we were like, okay. So we were just running around. They were like, you won. We were like, what? <laughs> like, it was just the most random thing. And everyone just started crying. And it Because when all the polls came out the few days before, it was so close. And we had right. no idea. And it was Hoekstra and Mike Cox and everyone that was already experienced in the field. So it was definitely shocking. But, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and a lot of uh, just kind of new things to learn. <laughs> I remember that night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I was Nick the, came in third. I, we came in third. Yeah. yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I also remember a great sense of relief. Yeah. 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 You know, <clears throat> when I think back to my middle school years, those would not have been years that I would have liked to have had cameras on me. Yeah. Was that aspect of it hard for you? Were you ever frustrated about that? Yeah. having a security detail or things yeah. that made you different? Yeah, I kind of was, I revolted a little bit <laughs> right when he got into office um, because until I got my driver's license, my security would be with me 24-7. They would drive me around. And especially during that time, they do kind of an assessment of the economy and like threat levels and things like that. So it wasn't great at the time. Um, so they were with me a lot and they would go on dates with me. Hmm. They'd sit in the oh, back wow. of the movie theater. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my gosh. Pick me up from school and everything. Um, but there was definitely pros <laughs> to it as well. Like, if we would go to concerts, you would have a driver or things. Like, it, there, you kind of mm -hmm. had to pick and choose your fights. But at first, I would do anything to get away from them, get in trouble, go to my parents being like, I hate this <laughs> and all of mm -hmm. that. Um, but by the time I got my license, I kind of got a little more freedom. I could drive to school, drive back, that kind of thing. Um, and then I ended up loving them. I, they were like my second family. Um, my dad keeps telling the story. He says I would go and tell them about my night with friends and then tell my parents so that mm -hmm. I could go see them and hang out with them. So it was kind of nice. It was like having 10 more siblings around all the time, even though they were in their 30s and 40s. But Well, this was this was before your time. This was, this was a guy <clears throat> I knew. He was a podcast guest. Dwayne Gill was on the mm -hmm. detail for... Um, uh, Governor Engler and Governor Granholm. Yep. And do you know Dwayne? Yep. So yeah. I can imagine he when he was on the detail, having him along on dates would be oh, yeah. a riot. You could oh, just yeah. hang out and have him yeah. <laughs> That would be fun. No, yeah, Dwayne's great. He uh, he was around a little bit for us, I think, just transitioning and okay. everything. And then we went and saw one of his comedy shows, so it was pretty funny. <laughs> did your dad go to the comedy show? I, don't, I can't remember if he did. But I, our, I cannot imagine. I would love our, to have seen Governor Snyder. Our, <laughs> our adopted, my, like basically adopted brother, Zach, yeah. uh, came with us, and I think a couple other siblings. I'm not sure if my parents, my mom might have, but I'm not sure. <laughs> it was funny, though. So is your dad at home, like I think about times when I've gone to my dad for advice, mm -hmm. 
and my dad's great with advice, but I, I, I have a hard time like picturing myself going to Rick Snyder, yeah. <laughs> being like being faced with a middle school problem and having him talk to me about relentless positive action. Or <laughs> oh yeah, no, he usually RPA is more of a family thing, so it's not necessarily advice to me. But uh-huh. you know, say like there's bickering at family dinner, and she's like RPA, everybody. <laughs> it's kind of like an ongoing joke. Um, but no, yeah, he would. He always would have the ability to switch off and on into dad mode if he mm-hmm. needed to. Um, a lot of it would be more, I usually went with school drama to my mom, mm-hmm. but with stuff about his governorship and everything and hard times we went through, he would be very supportive and tell me, kind of take a step back, you can't make everyone happy and all that kind of thing, which was which really kept me grounded and everything, which was nice. Did he talk work much at home or was it just? No, not he, really. Yeah. I mean, especially at the beginning, not so much, but once I got into politics, yeah. obviously <laughs> I was a little more involved. Um, a lot of it really is just family asking questions, which was good, I think, in our aspect, just being like, we read this in the paper, but what's really going on? Or what, what does this bill mean? That kind of thing. So, but it wasn't ever overwhelming. So you've interned in D.C. Yep. Okay. And you've, you've done a ton of political stuff here in the state. Mm-hmm. And now you've graduated. Yep. Politics in the future? Yes, I think so. So I think I'm going to head to D.C. Um, I I loved it down there. It's a little crazy right now, so I'm kind of staying here and helping mom and dad transition into normal life again <laughs> um, and hanging out with the siblings and taking a little break. But, yeah, I, lo- I did the Brian Kelly campaign through October-ish, do- closing up some ends and everything, um, and then I took a break for the holidays. But I think I'll probably head back down there and do more public policy stuff or think tanks along that lines rather than on the Hill. Is there something lined up or you can't tell us yet? Or no, I don't have anything that. lined up. I think I'm just going to head down and do some interviews and see okay. what happens. So okay. So for our DC audience, yeah. keep your eye out. <laughs> She's coming. Yeah. So we aren't, gonna, we aren't going to do the experiment of having you eat cold oatmeal on, okay. on the air, but um, we are going to experiment with a new feature okay. of the podcast. You'll be the first guest who will do this. We didn't realize this because you know we've been asking people questions now for a year and a half. And little did we know that Stephanie has had on her desk for a good portion of that time a book called, what's it called? The Book of Questions. The Book of oh. Questions. So I would like to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 20. Okay. No, no, 100, 1 and 200, right? Yeah. Oh, 200. 100, yeah. 200, yeah. Hmm. Let's go 123. Is there any significance behind nope. that number? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good question. Wait, wait, pause. This book has been on your desk through the entire cold oatmeal experience? Not the entire. It's not, but a lot of it. Did, it <laughs> did, you, did you purchase the book? No, I've had this book. This book actually was published in 1985. Oh. And so they're going to be relevant questions. That's the year I was born. <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I actually got it. And it's it's like a talking. It's open-ended questions. They're very probing. Um, they're good get-to-know-you icebreaker type questions. And some of them are, are very interesting. So, yeah. So we've been asking people questions for months. And yeah. all, of those, all of those features would have been helpful in some of the questions that we've come up with. But Stephanie just, <laughs> just whips up this book yesterday and said, hey, yeah. I've got this book of questions. And so we started asking each other one. We thought we should make this a, a feature. So all right. All right. Joe's going to come up with some sort of special effects to make this very Hollywood-like. Yeah, although I feel like the the discussion here following the introduction of the book of questions, anything I will do will will not match the tone of this. But, but well, why don't we just start? Okay, so now, a new feature. Um, the book of questions. Uh, I should probably give a credit to the author. <laughs> Um, Gregory Stack, PhD. So. I love him. <laughs> May he All rest right. in peace. So, question. 
Question 123. Question 123. When you do something ridiculous, how much does it bother you to have other people notice it and laugh at you? As oh. you are sitting here doing something ridiculous <laughs> at this moment. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I get this from my mom, but I just don't really care. I don't, I mean, if I do something ridiculous or I usually am the one embarrassing my family in public. So I'll just do something upended or wild and they're just like, well, that's Kelsey. So I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> What's the most embarrassing thing you've done publicly? Uh, I don't know. This. <laughs> <laughs> no, just more of like saying a joke loudly or something, just making loud noises and people being like, I have no idea what's going on, but they don't really mind it. I'm usually the one that just embarrasses people. It's like with my mom when she would embarrass me when I was little. It's kind of the same thing now. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I yep. feel like that was easily the worst one of the couple that we read yesterday. Like that <laughs> that right. one is terrible. You can pick right. another number. No, we can't do one. No, one. no, we're talking about it. That's like, that doesn't follow the new rules. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be order. Matt, how much what does it bother question? you? What was the question again? When I do something ridiculous? Yes. How much does it Clearly bother you? To not have? at all. <laughs> <laughs> and not when at all. and how much does it bother you when people laugh at you for yeah. doing something ridiculous? Oh, so I can't. If people are la- if I'm intentionally ridiculous, I, that's cool, right? That's the whole point. I mean, I guess if I was not intentionally being ridiculous and people were laughing at me, that would not. Yeah. But. This <laughs> <laughs> is a terrible question. A lot. Bothers me a lot. Next question. <laughs> Okay, it's my so. daily life in this office. <laughs> so I liked the question, Stephanie. <laughs> Thank you for being supportive, Laura. That's You're welcome. So nice. Well, that that moves very nicely into the the real, really the only question I wanted to ask today was, tell us about Laura Beale. Tell us the like. I'm sure having experienced an entire campaign with this woman, yeah. not that she was on the campaign, no, but interacting I never was. with, but interacting <laughs> with the person who was her employer during the day, there must be a Laura Beale story. Was oh. she your favorite staffer? Her and Kelly Saunders, yeah. Okay. They're the duo to go to. <laughs> uh, we usually had the most fun at lunches just because we would eat everything together. But you also had a human inside of you, so that could also... <laughs> I was pregnant, so I did <laughs> take advantage of that. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but we always we always called us kind of the girl group of the bunch, and we would get things done on the campaign. So it's a lot of fun. Being so pregnant, no. I guess, doesn't lend itself to being wild. <laughs> no. Sorry. You know, yeah. we were up at, at the Mackinac Conference uh, last May, and I was uh, trying to get myself around that island six months pregnant. Yeah. It wasn't It wasn't that much fun. <laughs> as I was like, this island is way bigger than I remember. Mm-hmm. But it was my favorite part of that entire, I don't want to say weekend, but it's technically during the week, was being at the uh, governor's residence for an event and... Kelsey and her mom pulled me into the kitchen and made sure I had food and something, and something to drink and just totally took care of me. Yeah. I was like, this is totally crazy. <laughs> so is there a moment or a place or an event or something or a person that you got to meet that and when you look back at the last eight years, it will stand out as like, wow, that's the coolest thing I got to do or the coolest person I got to meet? Um, I'd say in Michigan, the Mackinac residence is probably one of the coolest things that you can go and see just because there's nothing like it that really exists anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and the views are absurd. I, I, we sat down with um, Governor Gr- Whitmer and her kids and everything just because I had a transition with Granholm's family as well. And so then we kind of carried that on. Um, and I said, take that in, go up to Mackinac all the time. And one of uh, her daughters was saying she thought about working up there too. I was like, do it. I always wish I would have done that. Mackinac's a really cool place. 
Um, but more recently, I met Justin Trudeau. And of course, I fangirl oh a little gosh, bit because he's yeah. so beautiful. <laughs> he is I think beautiful. I said to my dad, I go, he is so beautiful. And he goes, I don't think he'd like that you said that. <laughs> I was oh, like, I think, I think well, he likes it. That's what he's yeah. going for. Yeah. So that was that was the most recent one. That was awesome. But again, just all the overseas trips were crazy. Did so. you give Governor what advice or did you give any advice to Governor Whitmer's daughters? Um, I kind of just said to take the time for family. That was really important for us, doing family dinners every Sunday if it was possible, um, things like that. It's nice that they're all living together still, too. There are, uh, the two girls are around the same age, so they're living at home still. Um, and I said just always remember that she's your mom. Uh, that helped me a lot, like thinking about growing up, like he's still my dad, even though like when he comes home, he's my dad, and when he's working, he's my dad, that kind of thing. Um, just to keep your mind out of the papers and things like that. So, well, I appreciate you making the drive up here yeah, to talk with yeah. us. This has been fun. Yeah, of course. Any other questions? We're good. Not from the book. Not from the book. <laughs> from the book. No, I'm going to follow the rules now. Okay, it's rules. <laughs> That's why we have rules. But anyway, thanks for coming yeah, by. Yeah, of course. Thanks Kelsey for having Snyder's me. Snyder's been with us. You're listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast, and we'll be right back. And now it's time for. A Whale of a Time, with your host, Steve Jappinga. Well, we finally made it, folks. And when I say we, I mean all of you who listen to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. The many few, as I like to say to myself. My name's Steve Jappinga, uh, but known to probably five people as the whale. And I'll be your host on a whale of a time. You've been listening to A Whale of a Time with Steve Jappinga. So big day, big day for the whale. He made yeah. it. Yeah. I can't believe it. There. I, I, I wish it was longer. <laughs> oh, it was. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was. <laughs> I feel like he was just hitting his stride. Then you hear that little, well, that little hornpipe. You know, <laughs> this seagulls. <laughs> it was perfect. You know, the perfect creative concept for Steve. We appreciate appreciate that. Um, it's quite a pro- quite a process watching him come in and 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 do that. I, the, maybe someday the listeners will will hear the full the full outtake of <laughs> of what that was. But in talking with him, I think it was best for all parties that we limited to, limited it to uh, that fifteen twenty seconds of incoherence. You know, not all pilots are great. That was you know it's it's a it's a process. I'm sure. I'm sure. Once he goes into full production, he'll he'll tighten it up. Ten years from now, we'll we'll go back and listen to the 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 pilot episode of A Whale of a Time and think, "Wow, I, I can't believe this is the humble <laughs> uh, the humble beginnings of a whale of a time." So I should we should probably let people in on the joke because we've talked about the whale for a long time, and he has his own sound effect. Um, but for people who are maybe not uh, haven't been listening from the be- from the beginning, Steve Jappinga, our friend, uh, he is. Uh, st- 
Joe's brother-in-law, uh, but also government affairs director at the Lansing Chamber of Commerce. And he has been dying to be a guest on this podcast since the very beginning. And we've had kind of, I mean, we had a rule. We still have a rule. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 he technically wasn't, he has not been on yet. That no, was, this he, is, yeah, that this was his is own. Goal, this is a go around. So and we, we've prohibited him from being a guest on the podcast, which has always been annoying to him. But uh, he makes he makes appearances, kind of a ghostly appearances every once in a while. And the reason we, we uh, asked him to come in and, and do this, he's been talking about doing the whale. So he named himself self the whale. Because I think he thought that we like we he we were dying to have him on and we just couldn't catch him. Like he had this Moby Dick reference that we like we were in search of him. Where that's not really the, it would be like if the whale kept jumping into the boat yeah, and saying, No, catch me, catch me, catch me. It's not the way the book the story went. There's definitely an episode where he I, I don't remember how he pulled it out, but there's some sort of Moby Dick reference. I think we jokingly maybe refer to him as that and he he latched on and then um, immediately started, you know, using that little emoji and got a, a whale bumper sticker and he's he's leaned into it really hard. But now uh, <laughs> the other the other funny part that Steve uh, Steve immediately thought was like, oh, I need to start my own podcast. I've got it all figured out. It's gonna be called Whale of a Time, and that was all he had. It was just, it was the, just name, the name, no concept, no real idea. <laughs> Didn't even know if he wanted to talk to anyone. But he's like, yeah, no, it's it'll it'll be easy. That's it. A whale of time, and he pretty much uh, wouldn't shut up about it. So, well, I think if we learned one thing from this little experiment, um, content is an important part of podcasting. Yeah, no, I, I we talked about it afterwards. It was, it was harder than I thought, man. <laughs> he even brought a script and a speech. Yeah. So this is uh, uh, so so the whale has the whale has his show. I don't know if the whale's show will will re-air at any point, but. This is kind of a a, uh, a clumsy way for uh, Joe and I to talk about the fact that we are going to start here at Rest Strategies marketing uh, our podcast services. We've been doing this podcast for about a year and a half, um, experimenting, and it's been it's been kind of a, a labor of love for us uh, here on the team, and something we enjoy doing. Kind of gets us away from the the day to day work, but um, podcasts aren't they're getting around. People are doing them. In fact, every, yeah, everyone's doing them. Yeah, they're, I think that's like the running joke of having a podcast. You have to talk about how yeah. I'm the 4,000th millionth person to have a podcast. Let's talk about it. But um, yeah, we want to. <laughs> if you want to be the next one, uh, <laughs> we want to help you do it because I, I have fun putting these together for us, and I would love to, to do it for other people that have uh, an interest in having something kind of like what we have tried to do here so well and we've talked with clients and th- there is an interest of putting together um putting together a podcast and it, it really depends on what the audience is i think when, when chris gouts from the department of corrections was with us uh, last year and he he does a podcast with the department of corrections his his audience was very specific and it was yep. it was employees of the department of corrections and that's who they go for so you know whether it's an association who wants to get out a, a regular update to their membership or uh one that uh Someone who has a, a larger audience, or, or or whatever, that we can we can help craft that. Uh, work with the content. Obviously, Joe's become pretty good um, at the production of all of this. Um, I mean, you don't have to listen any farther than the the, the <laughs> seagulls. <laughs> you could have seagulls. It's extra, but you could have seagulls on your podcast um, and a little boat horn. You'd be annoyed with how much work I put into Steve's <laughs> minute and thirty seconds of podcast time it was a lot just finding the song was 
was uh was an adventure well it's it will live on it was it was a it was time well spent i think well i'm glad you think so since you paid for it <laughs> so we probably have to figure out um she if she listens she's probably not gonna listen to this point how ticked off stephanie is gonna oh be God, that, that, gonna that be, we snuck into the office so without furious. telling her i kind of i think she'll be legitimately angry and i don't, i think she's gonna be just kind of pissed yeah she she was so angry that she couldn't like she couldn't drive on the roads and um, I wasn't going to make, you know, Laura's daycare was, was closed and she was talking about bringing your 10 month or six month baby in the, the freezing cold to come do this. But then no, no, no. Stephanie was so that kid who in <laughs> class would say, oh, you forgot to give us homework. Cause yes. I, was, I was like, Stephanie, you know what? <laughs> Working from home is kind of cool. How about we all just do that tomorrow? That would be nice. I don't want to work from home. I need to come in and do all this and we need to prove how industrious and productive we are. No, no. Put your hand down. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna be mad, but she won't hear any of this, so that's fine. <laughs> that's true. I think I think uh, Nikki's probably loving this. I think she was. I love it. You love. <laughs> I love it. Can we can we move to some sort of like one one day on four day off sort we of could thing? Do that. You know, it was amazing. I it's I haven't had the desire to get away from my kids as much as I thought. I I said to Owen on Monday. Um, I think I saw him less on Monday when we were all in the house together than I do on a regular Monday when he goes to school and I go to work. Really? Because... They, were they just in the basement? They were in the basement all day long. They came up for a meal, and they went back down, and then they came up to go to bed. Interesting. I thought, see... I, it was awesome. I figured you were were here today because you were going nuts at home, um, screaming at Owen and Cooper about who knows what, but... Uh, been, there glad, been glad, much, yeah. glad to hear the squabbles have been... They've been minimal. Minimal. Minimal, but... I did want to get out. I did well, want to just test and see how, just how bad it was. When, it's not that bad. No. It really isn't. But I do like working from home. I have a nice <laughs> setup at home. It's I have a, I have a, a big desk. I have an office. It's nice. Good. Okay. Well, I appreciate you venturing away from no problem from your home office uh, to come in and, and humor me and get this done. But again, Absolutely. we we had a, we, we, have a, we had to we have a schedule to keep one thirty on Thursday. People will Phil Churchill would be texting me. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? If it wasn't, and my dad. Also tomorrow, my dad probably would too. Yeah, and I feel like tomorrow's supposed to be as cold, right? It's supposed right. to be miserable. I would not be surprised if more people have another snow. People are going to be sitting around doing nothing. They're probably going to need a podcast. I too. thought that exact thing is the perfect time to get the podcast out. Uh, we talked with Kelsey Snyder uh, today on the podcast. Uh, we had some fun with Steve Japinga and the whale, and we braved the cold. Uh, it's Joe, it's Matt, uh, the rest of the team. Uh, thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Cold Oatmeal Podcast. Something like that under your brand